Hello everyone, welcome back to A Glob of Truth. I am your host, Derek, and if you're new to this podcast, welcome. On this podcast, we will be dealing with subject matters of the paranormal. I will be sharing some stories of my past of dealing with evil spirits, familiar spirits, demons, devils, fallen angels, the Nephilim, the Raphael, and the King. Also, I'll be using this channel to teach you on how to stand up, combat, and battle these evil spirits. Before I go any further, I'm going to ask my lovely wife if she doesn't mind getting me some more uh, top off of tea. And I said, my throat is a little scratchy. It's got some in there, but I would like to have ice if that is possible. Nikki is so good at me. You want to say hey to everybody in the the podcast? Hey, everybody in the podcast. So we are going to be dealing with the term of detection today. And I plan to do different lessons on this subject matter. But I want to tell you, I used to be on YouTube. And not only did I used to be on YouTube, but I also used to have two very... Um, well channels. One was God Loves Our Passion, which had almost 17,000 subscribers. And then one was called Glop Truth, which is what this podcast is named after, which I had over a thousand subscribers. Um, but one thing I noticed about YouTube is that I got to deal with evil spirits and familiar spirits. Now you were sitting there probably thinking, how in the world could you get deal with a familiar spirit and evil spirit if if you were just using YouTube as a platform for a Bible study. Well, a lot of these people want to be known, are known as trolls, but the truth of the matter is they're not trolls. Some of these people outright and downright hate the truth. One thing I always found interesting is that I would say to the people, if you don't like what I'm saying or what I'm doing, then welcome to the channel. And when they realized they couldn't get to me in, in that way to make me where I would retaliate in a way with it to them, then they would do other things and attack other things in every way, shape, form, or fashion. And so as a demonologist, I started to look at it because Nikki sat there and said to me one time, do we need to be prayed up against evil spirits and familiar spirits? Now, my wife... Um, is my 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 tremendous helper and we are equally yoked and so she does keep me in accountability and there were some things that she was like wait a second you're actually fueling the fire for these evil spirits to be able to take away from the lessons and my goal was was to try and reach these people hoping to bring deliverance in some shape form or fashion in their life So it takes me back to the book of Mark, where Jesus is dealing with an evil spirit. Jesus is going to be performing a miracle on a child. But the child is not an Israelite. The child is not a child of Abraham. So some of the things that Jesus says to this Gentile, to this Greek, some people have taken as being very rash and harsh. But the truth of the matter is, is that Jesus is is making a clarification so that we understand that, yes, he is here for the Israelites. But when they reject their Messiah, then he is here for the Gentiles. And from thrice he rose and went into the borders of Tyre and Sidon and entered into a house and would have no man know it. But he could not be hid. See, Jesus also has taught us, and even in my ministry, that sometimes you do have to take a hiatus. Sometimes you do need that break. 
Not only do you need that break, but for your own spiritual walk, your own walk with Jesus, your own walk with Yoivahe, sometimes you do need to step back and be replenished. I think, Nikki, you explained it the best to some people. It was called a sabbatical. Yeah. And with... What you essentially have described a hiatus. And so, I knew in a way that if I did not essentially replenish my batteries, that I would be non-effective. And that's what any the, the enemy wants is to make you non-effective. Now, some of these people that were demon demon ridden. And some of them had actually confided into me that they had a childhood trauma experience. But yet they saw that the supernatural and ghosts and spirits were something to, I guess, entertain. And then on top of that, you would have where some that just thought that they were the Antichrist themselves and some thought that they were the second coming of Jesus Christ as the second Adam. And so with this, with this, I took a step back and I looked at the scripture. For a certain woman whose daughter, whose young daughter, had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. The woman, the woman was a Greek, a, a Syrophrican. I probably butchered that name. I'm so sorry. Uh, by the nation and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter and Jesus said unto her let the children first be filled for it is not met, meet, meant to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs and she answers she answers in a way that Jesus just literally you can see in the scriptures he's kind of taken back by the the sheer understanding that she knows that her daughter is demon possessed she says and answers and says unto him my lord yet dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs and he said unto her for this saying go thy way the devil is going out of thy daughter and when she had come to the house she found the devil gone out of her daughter laid upon the bed. Jesus didn't even have to show up. He spoke it, and it was done. Now, when we're dealing with detection, detection is a second method of knowing the presence and nature of an evil spirit. The detection is simply observing what the spirit spirits are doing to a person. And when Jesus was here on the earth and he was in the flesh, he found people well acquainted with demons. He did not have to teach them of the existence of evil spirits or explain how they can indwell. This was what was known as common knowledge among those people. So what's interesting is that we live in an age of technology. We live in an age uh, that is su supposed to be superior above every other existence of knowledge and of science and and rationality but the truth of the matter is is that we do have people that are demon possessed and some of them don't even know that they are demon possessed because either they have read something out of the gnostic text that has opened a doorway into their life to be manipulated or they have allowed things in their life to bring deception or they've opened themselves up to demons themselves and they are overran by them 
But we live in an age where people don't think that demons truly exist. All I've got to tell you is to sit back and look, go to any Christian, true Christian, Bible-believing teachings and read the comments. The ones that are called trolls and act that way are truly the ones that are either demon-possessed or demon-oppressed. And this was common knowledge in the ancient times. So in a way, the ancient times know more knowledge of the spiritual world than we do in the modern age. So with this, we have to understand that there are very many common common things that will show us and present to us the symptoms of a demon-possessed person. Some of the most common symptoms of indwelling demons are as the following. Emotional problems. People that just have so much emotional baggage and problems from their childhood to all the way up to their adult age typically are being influenced or even taken over by an evil spirit. Some of the most common uh, deterrents are um, resentment, hatred, anger, fear, rejection, feeling unwanted and unloved, self-pity, jealous, depression, worry, uh, inferiority, and insecurity. Some will have mental problems. You have the service of the mind, such as mental torment, procrastination, indecision, compromise, confusion, doubt, rationality, loss of even memory. Then you have speech problems, outbursts of uncontrolled use of the tongue. These include lying, cursing, blasphemy, um, mockery, railing, and gossiping. And I tell you right now, when I was on YouTube, I got to see a lot of these at play. A lot of these guys did this, and they think, and some of these people actually believe that they were Christians in the sense, or they were followers of knowledge, or they were followers of Jesus Christ, <clears throat> but not recognizing that they were infested with demons because they were all about mockery. They are all about railing and gossiping and lying and blaspheming and criticism. Some of these people have even been sexually abused, which brings demons in if you do not know and do not have those cast out of your life. If you've been sexually abused in your childhood or you have sex, sex problems as sex addiction and so on. Unclean thoughts and acts of um, regarding sex. These include fantasies, ex, ex, um, sex <clears throat> expressions, masturbation, lust, perversions, homosexuality, fornication, uh, adultery, incest, provocation, and being a harlot. All these sexual problems come from people that have either been sexually abused in the past. They might not want to admit it, but if they've not had that cleansed out of their heart, mind, and soul, those demons still dwell within them. Then you have ones that have addictions. I have family members that have this and are, are uh, from nicotine to uh, um, alcohol, to drugs, medicines, caffeine, and even food. These addictions are common. 
and sometimes are looked as just more of a medical issue than a spiritual issue. But the truth of the matter is, is that demons can hide in all crevices of our life. Physical infirmities, you know, many diseases of physical afflictions are due to spiritual or, and this was also shown to us in the book of Luke, chapter 13, chapter 11. And when a demon is um, intentionally to be cast out, there is often a need to pray for a healing or whatever damage has resulted. Thus, there is a close relationship between deliverance and healing in people's life. Now, this is the one that I dealt the most on YouTube. I dealt with this more than I could have ever imagined. And what that was, was religious error. Someone that I talked to that him and I believed the way the earth was shaped, yet immediately, instead of when he didn't come to me, he went by my back to text and say he wasn't going to come back to the channel because he didn't agree with what I said about the Gnostic teachings. And this, this gentleman um, has a love for truth and a love for Jesus. But the problem was, the problem became is that he wasn't angry at me. The demon that was influencing him to rely on the Gnostic text outweighed his rationality and his understanding of what the true and the truth of the freeing of the Gospels. When people get so wrapped up in their religious beliefs, whenever the demon realizes that that individual can be delivered, immediately they will do everything they can to end that relationship. And they'll find any excuse and every excuse to do this. I also find it interesting that people that uh, want to know Jesus Christ and, and are sitting there trying to claim and show that they are Christ-like, deep down inside, they love the gossip. They love being relied upon and being told about all these things. Like, they are the secret keeper of the, go of the gossip. One thing that's in an involvement to an, a degree in religious era can open the door for demons I've seen this time and time again. I was blessed to be allowed to see the Dead Sea Scrolls. I was blessed to be able to look in and look at and see the translations of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And for some reason, this gave a lot of these to these people that that gave me some type of credence in, in their mind. But when I say something to them that, that went against their, their religious error, Instead of looking and looking at someone that is seasoned and someone that does truly understand the scriptures, they would retaliate in anger and frustration. So it was at any degree in their religious era can open the door for demons. The object of the literature and the source of the religious era has been known to attract demons into the houses. False religions such as Eastern religions, pagan religions, philosophies, mind science. Note this includes such popular 
interest in yoga, also in yoga exercise, karate, which cannot be divorced from the heathen worship that is within it. You have also Christian cults, which I've dealt with, which deal with Mormonism, Judaism, Christian science, Rosicrucians, uh, philosophers, unity, and many more that go into the Gnostic text. Such cults deny or refuse the necessary of Christ's blood as the way to atone, such as Catholics, to atone for sins and for salvation. Cults also include some largest society and social agencies which use religion, spiritual, or even God. Everything has to be in the spirit and not in the physical. God does everything in twos to two witnesses. You cannot have the scriptures to be um, just spiritual. They also have to be taken literal. And a lot of these people would rather focus on the spiritual and believe that billions of people are going to be saved because the scripture says that every tongue will, uh, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. But the truth of the matter is, is that they will know the authority even if they've rejected it their entire life. God will, one thing God does not do is take away our free will. And even lets us have a free will, even if we won't have that free will pave our way straight to hell and hell's gates right before us. God will not take away our free will. It's interesting when you see the scriptures that it is Lucifer. The one that Satan is sitting there and says that brings them clarity or break away from the rules of God. But the truth of the matter is, is that Satan is so much about taking away, taking away your free will. And as this comes into as, a, as the foundation, but omit the blood atonement of Jesus Christ, all such cults may be classified as bloodless religions. This is, and those have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Second Timothy chapter three, verse five. Then you have the occult and spiritualism. You got seances, witchcraft, magic, Ouija boards, uh, levitation, palms, palms reading, handwriting analysis, automatic handwriting, ESP, um, cyanosis, horoscopes, astrology, divination. It goes on and on and on. Any myth of seeking supernatural knowledge, wisdom, guidance, and power apart from God is forbidden. Deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 9 through 15. And I feel like what I need to do is that I used to do on YouTube when I would share that and say, okay, go to your scriptures and look that up and read it for yourself. But I, I've come to understand that people are lazy and they don't want to read it for themselves. They'd rather somebody, you know, write it out for them, spell it out for them, coddle them. Well, one thing you're going to learn on this channel is that, yeah, I'll, screen, I'll read the scriptures to you, but I will not coddle you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And it goes out of the chapter 18, starting at verse 9. And when thou art unto the land which the Lord Jehovah thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn or do the abominations of those nations. 
And there shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or observers of times, or an enchantress, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. I even had somebody in my YouTube channel used to call himself the necromancer. For all that do these things are the an abomination unto the Lord Jehovah. And because of these abominations to the Lord Jehovah, thy God doeth drive them out from before thee. And thou shalt be perfect with the Lord Jehovah, thy God, for these nations which shall possess, hearken unto observers of times and unto uh, divina uh, divinations. And, uh, and as for thee, the Lord Jehovah thy God has not suffered thee to do so. Isn't it amazing? And the Lord Jehovah thy God will rise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, and I hearken like unto me, and unto ye shall hearken. That is referring to Jesus Christ, the prophet to whom we are to obey. And then we get into the false doctrines. 1 Timothy 4, chapter 1, warns us of this. I mean, it's interesting. I told people many, many times, well, the Bible has been written by man's hands, and it's got, it's got so many interpretations. So take it from somebody that's seen the Dead Sea Scrolls. Take it from somebody that's done, uh, that has a little bit more knowledge on what the scriptures actually, and how the translations came into being. Take, you know, you know, don't just take my word for it, but but listen to what I'm saying. Is I, I know, I know that the King James Bible is the best English translation of the Bible you could possibly get your hands on. And in First Timothy chapter four, verse one, gives us this warning. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. Then in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. See, a friend of mine, someone I considered a brother, the sad thing is, is that he, his, his channel was known as Clearly. But clearly he was not clear in his understanding. He looked at the Gnostic text as if it was the end-all, be-all, absolute and that that was a hidden knowledge. Even though he had an understanding of what the world looked like from the understanding that science and stuff has lied to us about the shape and the ability to go into outer space, he was clearly able to clearly see that. But he was clearly blinded by his own ambition, his own arrogance, and by his own false interpretation. And it bothered him whenever I sat there and did a lesson that sat there and said, hey, this is the truth and the truth shall set you free. And the sad thing is, is that instead of taking and looking at what I was showing, he allowed his arrogance and his pride to rise up and move away. And anyone that coddles or anyone that has contact with an individual 
and they don't correct their brother of their era, then they have not saved their brother or sister from a multi multitudes of sins. What you've done is, is that you've added to that sin and you're as much as blame as they are in the loss of their faith. When you rationalize that I want to be just a friend, well, guess what? A friend will not let you walk into the gates of hell. A friend will lead you from that to the salvation of Jesus Christ. And as he warns of the great increase of doctrinal errors promoted by deceiving and seducing spirits in the last days, such as doctors in the, uh, designed to attack both the humanity and deny of Jesus Christ, to deny the inspiration of the scriptures, to distract Christians from the above, from from the move of the Spirit, to cause disunity in the body of Christ, to cause confusion in the church through obsession through doctrines, compile with the compulsion to provocate such doctrines, to puff up with a sense of superiority in revelations, making the one in error unteachable, and to foster emphasis upon fleshly activities as a gateway to the spiritual, as in all doorways open to the gates of hell themselves. One thing you're going to learn about this podcast is that I will not pull punches. And I'm not here to tickle your toes and tickle your ears. I'm here to tell you the truth. And trust me, you'd rather have someone tell you the truth that the house is burning. The one that's telling you, nah, that's all right, it's not that big of a fire. As always, pay attention to your surroundings. You never know what lies in the corner. God bless. Thank you.